Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, co-host, and fellow co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. Adam, we got, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna jump in straight away with all a talk, but Holy Cross and Newport was the big hypothetical last week because at the time of our podcast, it wasn't official. It came, it happened, and it was everything that anyone could have asked for and more. The Indians getting it done. But uh, Adam, how how's your week? We got a lot to talk about in basketball. Season's fully underway. Got some got some other news in terms of uh, football with a couple of people in the region, as well as uh, we're gonna we're gonna put our hands up and tap our chests, as as what uh, Mark Titus would say. Tap your chest and say that's that's on me. That's on my bad. But we we definitely gotta uh, eat some crow at the end of this episode. But um, Adam. How are you? Obviously, again, like I said, a, a big week in terms of all A and just basketball in general in the eight five nine. Uh yeah, another another huge week. Basketball in the full swing of it, getting a lot of really good regional matchups coming up uh that just happened and that we need to recap. And as you mentioned, the all A tournament, which was absolutely fantastic. Championship game. Uh I saw one tweet of I, I think it was Evan Dennison that said it was one of the best games that he one of the best individual performances from Jacob Meyer in that game since uh Jake Omer uh when he was a senior in the ninth in that mm-hmm. 10th region championship game. So I mean when you're getting those types of p- comparisons at this point in the season, you know we're it we're we're really in the thick of it. And uh it's getting really exciting this time of year. Yep. And if anybody has seen a lot of those types of performances, Evan Dennison is that and uh, let, let's jump right into it. Let's. We ended last week. It was the semifinals. Well, I guess it was unofficially set because the the score had not been reported for Holy Cross. Um, or was it? I think it was Holy Cross and Ludlow, or is it Ludlow Heritage? Nonetheless, uh, Newport beat Saint Henry in the first semifinal game, fifty three thirty seven. It was a close game at halftime. I sent a text to Adam saying Saint Henry could beat anybody in this region. That was just it aged like milk, and the Wildcats got it done. Taylor Kenny twenty two points. Shot eight of 11, four of six on three, or from downtown. Marquez Miller, 17 points. I mean, when you, when you got Taylor Kenny shooting like that, which just goes to show that as a freshman, how, how well he can shoot and why he's getting early division one interest, um, even before he stepped foot as a freshman on the hardwood as when he was eighth grader for the Wildcats. But when you, when you got someone shooting like that, it's very hard to kind of defeat them, especially when. San Henry might not have someone with that talent level. I mean, Jack Grayson, and they got a lot of good weapons, but I mean, Newport just flat out one of the most talented teams in the region. Uh, so that that obviously lifted them up to a big win over the Crusaders. Holy Cross beat Ludlow 72-42. The Indians, a big favorite in that. They got the job done. And that set up what is so far the game of the season, without a doubt. Holy Cross 74, Newport 72. And Adam, this one started kind of, I mean, we both predicted Newport and I made a late change to Holy Cross, I think, just to say, all right, let me just play contrary and I'll go Holy Cross. And you even said it, you said it, we're also, when we both originally said Newport, you said we're betting against Jacob Meyer, which great call there. Great call there. (laughs) It was, you know, Holy Cross runs out to, I think it was 27 to nine at some point. It was 24, nine after the first quarter. Uh, It just... The Indians kind of it took control. It was 66-51 at some point with uh, 542 left. But then all of a sudden, 
uh, Taylor Kennedy, Marquez Miller, James Turner, they all start to as they they mount something together, and all of a sudden, less than twenty seconds remain, and it's seventy two seventy two. Adam, I mean, just say yeah. I'm assuming you've. I mean, we both watched the game, and just Jacob Meyer took over uh, as you said with five seconds left. Mm-hmm. He. He did exactly what earned him the earned him the honor of Evan Dennison saying it was one of the best individual performances he's ever seen, and it, it's absolutely true. So talk about just what Jacob Meyer did for the Indians to win against Newport. Yeah, I mean he absolutely put the Indians on his back in this game. Forty points, ten rebounds. I believe he had five or six assists as well. So he was really just doing it all, and he is one heck of a player and. I mean, I, I think Holy Cross has got a real, really, really great shot at winning all A state this year and making some noise in the region. I mean, Newport's a very, very good team this year. They're 15 and four now. They just beat Newcalf tonight to go three and zero in district play. So they're probably going to be, they have the, they'll probably get the one seed in their district with Highlands and Newcalf. So, I mean, and, I mean, this is just a great win for Holy Cross. And these two teams face again in a couple of weeks as well. So that should be another fun one. And that one's going to be at Newport. So mm. see if they we'll see this rematch in a couple of weeks. But yeah, Ex- exciting times. Great game. Great matchup. Yeah. yeah. Then again, it was just one of those games where everyone knew it was going to be phenomenal. I mean, be, it, the game was at Beachwood, which doesn't have the biggest gym. And I mean, there wasn't a seat in the house available so it, it i have not been in newport's gym in ages is that that's that's bigger than beachwood right i don't know if, I, don't uh, know if I, I believe so yes yeah yeah i mean nonetheless it's going to be packed i mean that's already uh you got two teams that are you know somewhat close to each other that's it, it's definitely going to be packed and like you said it's those are two regional favorites and obviously holy cross when they play, I mean, you always got to compare this when you talk about regional favorites. How did you do against Cuff Cath? Well, I mean, Holy Cross kept it close. Didn't, it didn't, or Cuff Cath pulled away, obviously, uh, winning by, I believe it was 20. It was like 88, 68. Jacob Meyer did his thing, but I mean, if the Indians play like they did against Newport, they can beat anyone in the region, clearly, because I mean, look what happens when, I mean, just look what happens. I mean, when you got someone like Jacob Meyer, doing his thing javier ward also adding on 18 points like you said it's just it's just one of those things where you can't help but think okay it, we've seen how the it, we've seen what happens against cuff cath once is it going to happen again or is something else is is it going to be a little bit different this time so we'll see what happens obviously uh having Ipsaro and the crew will have something to say about that but like you said really looking forward to the uh, Holy Cross Newport game, which it's going to be a regional preview that one Monday, January 30th. But Holy Cross, they will take on Danville January 26th at 5 p.m. Danville 14 and 6. As you said, Holy Cross, no matter what, probably one of the uh, favorites to win the entire tournament. So, uh, speaking of Cuffcath, moving on, Cuffcath and Highlands had a big game. Uh, it was a game that was, a, you know, centered as a fundraiser. For a coming to Catholic student who's currently battling cancer, uh, his name is Thomas Burns. He has Ewing sarcoma, which is a rare form of cancer that primarily attacks the bones. He's a lacrosse player. Uh, it, it, there was so much interest in the event that 
it mo- they moved it to homes. And uh, I was reading an article from uh, Lincoln KY. I was talking about how they were Kafkaz uh, was very complimentary of the Holmes administration for letting them go or move the game there. Just to, I mean, obviously, again, uh, a nice fundraiser and a good a good way to support someone like that. Obviously, um, you know, TV strong. The shirts the shirts look really cool. I don't know who designed the shirts, but honestly, those shirts look pretty cool. And um, I mean, for for Kafkaz. They they got the win. It was a big win. Evan Ipsaro went off for 29 points and nine rebounds. Aiden Link added 16, 16 points. They won 71-51 over Highlands. Uh it, it was a, just a good night overall. And obviously you like to see it. Those are those are moments when you like to see when schools kind of come together, even if they're rivals. And uh, it was the first time in I don't what was it, two, two or three years uh that Cuffcath and Highlands have played together, uh or played each other. Oh uh, yeah, that's the first time they've played in uh, since 2021, when Cupcath won 81 to 65, mm, and then well, before that, uh, or never mind. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, yeah, I, I mean, I thought they took them off the schedule for a couple of years. I guess I was wrong about that. No Just idea. Well, maybe maybe have to do some investigative Big J journalism into that and uh, see what's going on there. But nonetheless, it's good that they're playing again, and it's good that they. Banded together for a uh, good cause, and we'll have to we'll have to see if there's an online link so we can. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, nice little voice crack there. Online link just to see if we can uh, push that out on the eight five nine insider channels or excuse me, social media pages. But uh, moving on, Lloyd beat Cooper sixty one fifty seven. Uh, a big win for the Juggernauts, even though Cooper uh, not. I mean, Cooper's are really good. Obviously, they're ten and seven right now, but Lloyd they're nine and six. Uh, a nice win for the Jugs. Uh, Jeremiah Israel, 29 points, 10 boards. Adam, I know you hate when we talk about it because we don't want anybody to steal <laughs> to come in and start sniffing around. But I, I mean, EJ Walker is still awfully young, so it, this isn't really even a slight to him. But he is, I mean, if you look at the recruiting, you would assume EJ Walker is the best. No, it's, it's all Jeremiah Israel. He is definitely the main guy for them. And EJ even put up a big game against the Jags as well uh, 16 points and 12 rebounds. And for the Jags, Andy Johnson had 24 points. So just a couple of good performances from both sides. But, I mean, Lloyd kind of figuring it out still. I I mean, I guess it's going to be interesting once EJ Walker kind of gets in his rhythm. But Jeremiah Israel, one of the best players in the region, definitely. Um, I mean, he's just such a fun player to watch. And he's going to be the next NKY product to do something at NKU. When's... When is basketball signing day? Has he signed his letter of intent already? Uh, I think basketball signing day is with uh, spring sports. Mm-hmm. Right. So, okay. Like May or uh, March, I mean. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to see. Obviously, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he would do that. I think at this point he's been committed for so long. And at this point, it'd be too late in the game. Once you're committed for that long, it's kind of hard to flip unless it's unless it's someone like Kentucky coming and knocking on the door, which who knows? He could help them a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe after this weekend, maybe not. I uh, don't Simon like John Ken- Calipari, so that wouldn't help. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Simon, well, what if Kenny Payne comes calling? You know, would you would would you be all right with that? Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd have conflicting feelings about that. Yeah, <laughs> just keep a bit NKU, but uh, Simon Kenton to go to Louisville. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's you know, who's again, we, we can have this debate at some point. Who's who's the king of the commonwealth? I mean, obviously, 
on average, it's probably UK, but eh, any given night, it's not like NKU hasn't beaten a very historic program before this season. <laughs> uh, Simon Ken defeated Walton Verona in a rivalry game, 53-46. Uh, Travis Croman, 21 points, and Gabe Dine, 17 points. So the Pioneers getting uh, that one. Um, the Bearcats started off the season well, but... Obviously, the Pioneers are also really good. So, I mean, the, it, we talk about the ninth region a lot. The eighth region is shaping up to be really entertaining, especially with Collins being one of the best teams in the state. And then you got teams like Walton Verona, SK. Uh, there, I mean, it's it's just going to be really fun to pay attention to this year. Um, and you know, <laughs> again, another team in the eighth region that is commanding attention: Grant County. Grant County, absolutely whooping on Connor seventy-one. 71- 44 and to talk about Collins they're 15 and two Grant County is 17 and two uh albeit Collins did defeat the Braves 78 53 but we'll gloss over that because Grant County bounced back with a huge win over Connor uh, the Braves again they're led by Dylan Hammonds who against the Cougars he had 23 points but Spencer Breeden was the double, guy double machine Dylan. yes exactly I mean man there are some of these players in the eighth region i mean you got tegan moore at owen county dylan hammonds at uh grant county i mean dylan's averaging 27.8 points per game that's ridiculous it's probably averaging like 11 rebounds as well yeah i mean it's like come on man like just just i mean insanity but uh he's averaging 13.6 rebounds 13 points so 27.8 yeah, points per game, 13.6 rebounds per game. That's that's I not mean, too he, bad. On let me and he's shooting 55.4% from the field. 37.5% from three. And 75.2% from the line. That is very, very impressive stat line right there. I, I can't I, I, I it, it amazes me how how he deserves so much more attention, in my opinion. I know he these offers from a couple of schools such as Mount St. Joseph and the University of the Cumberland. So he has he has some offers, but nonetheless, I mean Dylan Ham is one of the best players. I, I could see him I could see him, I mean, getting an opportunity at MSJ or I mean I would love to see him get something at TMU. But I guess another thing too is how tall is he? I believe he's like six five. He, it, it, I, I see him listed as a uh, small forward, so I don't really. He he should get some. He should get some more interest. I mean, shoot, MSJ and uh, Cumberlands are definitely good schools. I mean, we've seen someone like Adam Getz go from MSJ to Kentucky Wesleyan, so it's not like it'd be impossible to go from that school to and uh, transfer out or something like that. But nonetheless, it'll be really exciting to see what he does at the next level. It's and I mean, six five. Yeah, and it'll also just be uh, great to see what Grant County does for the rest of the season. Um, and last last uh, basketball game we're going to talk about, St. Henry defeated Dixie Heights tonight. That was 48-41. Uh, Crusaders 3-0 in district play. Uh, it's going to be pretty fun to watch St. Henry take on Lloyd. That'll yeah, probably game coming up is that next week. Also, another note on St. Henry with that win, uh, Coach Faust is one away. He's at 459 career wins. He's one away from tying the ninth region all-time record. Oh, good. Well, good for him. He's uh, January 26th. They will, the Crusaders will play Boone County. That will be at Boone's. And then 
If they win that, he'll be tied. They could have a, they have a chance to get the record broken against Bluegrass United, which is a homeschool team. That is the day after January 27th. So we'll have to see. Uh, I'm sure Holbrook Hall will be packed. And then after that is February 2nd. That's when St. Henry plays Lloyd. That again will be, I was about to say an Erlanger, but that will be at St. Henry. Um, but yeah, Adam, um, I guess to wrap to wrap up the show and other news, uh, I did see that Willie Rodriguez, Cuff Cats, uh, tight end slash wide receiver, utility offensive man, does it all. Uh, the, the next next big thing to come out to come out of Cuff Cats, he's visiting UC this weekend. So um hats off to him. It'll be interesting to see how his college recruitment shakes up. I know you Adam, you mentioned that he visited Notre Dame earlier as well, right? Uh yes, uh during the season, I believe he uh visited mm-hmm. Notre Dame. So it'll be fun for uh fun to see how that unravels, especially uh over the next year. Uh speaking of visits, EJ Walker visited West Virginia University this past weekend to West Virginia. Uh obviously interesting situation. I'm sure EJ I don't know if he had a relationship with Damar Johnson, who went from a, a support staff role at Cincinnati to um a co- an assistant coach role at West Virginia. So I'm interested to see if that has anything to do or if that Helps this case, but nonetheless, uh, West Virginia is showing a lot of interest for EJ. Uh, he's also got upcoming visits scheduled for Dayton, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. So three solid programs. Uh, EJ continuing to get a lot of interest um, just in, in the Power Five. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Louisville, Kentucky, or Cincinnati comes knocking on the door, see if keep him around here or if he decides to uh, go elsewhere. And obviously, it's not unheard of for someone from NKY to go to West Virginia and play basketball. Um, and last and certainly not least, which you talked about or referred to, we gotta we gotta put our hands up. We 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 were essentially talking about Kyle Perry's obituary last week, and we we weren't saying he was gonna get fired because it just isn't realistic at this point with the buyout or how much it would cost. But it was kind of like, all right, Kentucky basketball is probably at its lowest point. It's probably the most pushback that Cal is gonna get as coach. And then they beat Tennessee on the road. We were talking about how there's no chance that they're going to beat Tennessee. So I don't know. Tennessee missed like ten wide open layups. Like it. Yeah. It was just a. As somebody who roots against Kentucky, it was a brutal game to watch. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it didn't really combine well with the fact that there's a rumor going around that uh, the practice facility. Calipari is privately fundraising it. I think the number thrown around was $30 million and it was coming from uh, Kentucky basketball players that are playing in the NBA. And Mitch put a halt to that. Or excuse me, Mitch Barnhart, I should say, the athletic director. I, I really think that kind of boils down to the fact that Calipari fundraising money for a practice facility is exactly what Mitch Barnhart should be doing because that's his job. So if Calipari is not only, I mean, even I, even in the time where everybody is saying Calipari, it might not, it might be time to move on, which it definitely caught the most traction over the past week for Calipari to still be able to pull that kind of money. And for a practice facility, and again, Mitch should be doing that. That's not a good sign for Mr. Barnhart, but nonetheless, He's he's keeping everything together, but I just think at this point, if the rumor is true and that Barnhart is putting a halt to it and saying no, we're not we're not going to help facilitate this. I'm just gonna we're just gonna drag our feet on this. That just kind of I think that 
And Adam, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because I don't know if this take is off base or not, but I think that kind of proves that Barnhart is trying his hardest to make football a thing at Kentucky. And it is a thing, but it's not, it's just never, ever going to happen. That's why when we said, or we're talking about the Calipari comments before the season, you know, oh, it's a basketball school. He's not wrong. You just can't say that out loud because obviously that's not something you should be saying, but he's not wrong at all. So, Adam, what do you do? You think that? I mean, if if it is true, and again, it is a rumor, but if it is true that Barnhart is kind of not really helping out the basketball program as much as he should, I mean, he he's just complete. Fundamentally, he just doesn't know what the athletic director role should be at the University of Kentucky, in my opinion. If he is prioritizing football over basketball, yeah, I I completely agree with that. I mean, I I understand that they're doing everything they can to build their football program into a, a team that can really compete in the SEC year in and year out. And that's really hard to do. And that needs a lot of funding, but when it comes down to it, Kentucky is always going to be a basketball school. They have the, one of the richest uh, college basketball traditions of any school in the entire nation. They have eight national titles and they're just going to be a powerhouse. And when you think of Kentucky, you think of basketball. And that's never going to change. So you need to do everything you can to improve the basketball program first and foremost. And with, I mean, you obviously should help out the football program as well, but you you definitely have to have basketball as number one. And I can't understand an athletic director at Kentucky that is trying to not do that. Mm-hmm. There are three schools that absolutely in no circumstance should ever prioritize basketball that's or eh, four unc duke kentucky and kansas are probably four schools that just I'd it's in the ucla DNA. in there as well yeah that is true ucla so uh, five and uh, you could say villanova but that doesn't really count Gonzaga. Uh, not to, they don't have a team. right yeah <laughs> uh, yeah know, xavier uh, yes <laughs> yeah but well i mean hey they might have a pioneer league team soon I don't know. Yeah. Congratulations saw, to them. Some rumors about that. Yeah. Yeah. Please schedule a game against Cincinnati, please. <laughs> For the love of God, I would love a Pioneer League team to play Cincinnati, especially Xavier. I think that'd be hysterical. But, um, yeah, I I agree with you. It's just kind of like it's in the fabric of Kentucky, and obviously more money is in football, but not with Kentucky. And it's kind of maybe that's just because it's. Uh, maybe maybe the numbers don't show that. Maybe it is still football king of Kentucky, but you're just never going to get it. It's just, again, it's in the DNA. It's just in the DNA that everybody is basketball first. That is that is it. You're not seeing a coal miner get off his shift and take his son all the way to Kroger Field to watch Spencer Rattler run up and down the field against, or, and against Will Levis, which, by the way, how... In the hell is Will Levis getting hyped to be the number one or two overall pick? I don't understand. How do like if people are trying to justify him being a better prospect than Bryce Young or CJ Shroud? He's tall and he has a big arm. Duh. And it, it, I saw somebody say, "Oh, you clearly haven't watched Levis this year. You didn't watch his game against Georgia." And I was like, "What do you mean his game against Georgia? They barely did anything on offense." It, it, and also. He didn't do well this year. He was not the best quarterback in the SEC. He wasn't even a top five quarterback in the SEC. 
South Carolina had a better Spencer Rattler probably had a better season than him. I, I, one of them beat Tennessee. Are we talking about the Will Levis that lost to Vanderbilt? Yeah, I don't know. You might not want to say that too loud, but let's wrap it up before we get before somehow next year Kentucky wins a national championship because every time we dog on UK, they end up turning around and doing something. Adam, any closing <laughs> remarks? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously a tough, tough look there with uh, UK looking good again, but I have hope that uh, maybe it'll turn around again. Uh, as for Louisville basketball, that's just in the dumpster we don't even have to talk about that until next year uh yeah and another great week in northern kentucky basketball good luck to holy cross in their all a state run and uh yeah some great games coming up uh very excited Mm -hmm. definitely agree for adam conradi i'm noah ziegler we'll see you next time